Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Chester House Chapters, building a library of the life and times of one of Northamptonshire's premier heritage venues. You'll find the Chester House estate just off the A45, between the towns of Wellingborough and of Rushton. And for this month's chapter, we're featuring one single activity which dominates the early part of springtime at the Chester House estate. It's the return of something which proved hugely popular with all ages 12 months ago in the estate's first year of trading. I'm talking about lambing. Imogen Martin sets out the stars of a seasonal show and where they come from. All of the animals are from Oak Tree Farm and we have five ewes with all their babies, two goats with three kids and we also have 50 cade lambs for the public to bottle feed. Natasha Bolton makes the point that education is every bit as important as entertainment at Chester House. We have over 400 children booked on to our learning lambing experience and today we had 90 in one single day. That's 90 children learning all about why we feed lambs, where their food comes from and all about the history of farming. And visitor Mike Walker tells me what sets Chester House apart as a heritage venue for a consumer. You get that very personal touch which you don't necessarily get perhaps in a town or city. We live 10 minutes away and we never realise how historically important this area is going back 10,000 years and we look forward to seeing it develop you know it's marvellous to see it I'm John Griff and these are the Chester House chapters Spring has sprung and in time for Easter the lambs are back at the Chester House estate but more of them later the influence of the lambs in a variety of ways is what we're concentrating on this month in a few minutes, you'll hear what happened when I went down on the farm in one of the buildings adjacent to the Chester House Museum. But we start somewhere on the estate which plays a significant part in anyone's visit, but one which hardly anyone ever sees in action. So I've come to the engine room of the cafe here at Chester House and the Chester House estate. We're deep in the farmhouse. Faye is alongside me. Faye, you're the head chef here. It's quite an operation that I can see in what is a fairly small space. How many of you work in here at any one time? Usually between two and three. I've just seen a huge number of kids leaving here with their teachers. I've seen lots of people walking around. How do people use the cafe? Is it, is it just a cup of tea and a cake or is there more? The cup of tea and cake is very popular. We also have a breakfast menu and a lunchtime menu. You were telling me that you also end up with not only lunch, but you're doing special lunches. Easter is just around the corner. What is it you're going to be doing? They will have a lamb roast on Easter Sunday. What's your background in, in cookery? Where do you, where, how did you become part of the Chester House team? So I've worked previously in schools mainly, and then I took a zero-hour contract job at Chester House Estate and eventually joined full-time. And if I was to ask you to give me the character of the sort of food that you do here, you've, you've talked about breakfast, I've had breakfast here, it's enormous, it sets you up for the entire day, but how would you describe the kind of food that you put on here? Um, it's quite hearty food, so we have the burgers are very popular, we also have some homemade spicy pie, which is a vegan option. Ham and, ham, egg and chips is also very popular with soup. Talk to anybody that runs a restaurant and they'll wax lyrical about where they get their ingredients from. Now, elsewhere in this podcast, we're talking about lambing and you've just talked about lamb being on the menu. So is it all locally sourced for you? Yes, it's locally sourced. We use a butcher within five miles from here and our fresh produce is within 10 miles as well. And is that a, d a deliberate policy? Yes, yeah, we like to use 
uh, locally sourced foods. I guess that means that you can also oversee the quality of the foods as well because the food offer at any heritage site is really important. Yes, it is very important. We do quality checks every day. And what are the uh, visitors, the walkers, what do the, what do the people who come to see this, the estate, what do they tell you about the food? Do you, do you ask for feedback? We do get lots of positive feedback, yeah. We actually had somebody yesterday who told us that um, the meal she had here made her day. So when you're refreshing the menu, how often will you do that, given that you're still looking for the ingredients to come from the local area? Um, usually it's seasonal or if we have lots of feedback that things need adjusting slightly. So we've recently added um, a three egg omelette to the menu so we'll, that will be on the spring menu um, and then we'll change it again for summer. How difficult is it to cater for all tastes because there will be some people who are vegetarian, there will be some people who can't take gluten free, there will be some people who don't like nuts. You haven't got a huge working area. If somebody says I can't do nuts, what do you then do? Uh, we have allocated separate areas and um, we have different areas for prepping allergens and the majority of our options on the menu you can alter to be gluten free or without certain things. I suppose in a sense, because we're talking about lambing for this particular podcast and we're looking at springtime and so on, the lambs that we're talking about may end up being on the plate here. That's got a sort of educational side to it. I, I, I remember years ago there was somebody who told me that they didn't know where a carrot came from and it comes out of the ground of course and people think that steaks come on polystyrene trays rather than off the back of a cow. So do you get involved in that at all or is it just simply there's a menu enjoy the food? Uh, personally I don't but it is good for the public to see. Um, an army marches on its stomach you've got a huge range of cakes out there do you make them here or do you buy them in from local producers again? We have a mixture on site so a lot of them are made on site but most of them are sourced in which means that we can offer gluten-free, vegan just to increase our offering. Right now Faye you are head chef what is your favourite food? My favourite meal is a roast dinner so I would like to see that on Sundays and we're looking forward to salads in summer. A little bit less work involved? Potentially yes we do have we'll have a Caesar salad so there's plenty that goes in there it's just nice and light bites. All right hearty fare lots of cakes the sort of stuff that will certainly set you up for the day particularly if you end up here for breakfast what time does the shift start for you normally? Um, around 8.30. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. We don't start serving until 10am. All right, you've got time to prep in that case. You've got loads of people that you've still got to feed out there. Thank you for letting me interrupt your day. Thank you very much. Well, I've come inside from Chester House and I'm actually in an extremely large building for the Chester House estate. It's not the historic farmhouse. It's something rather different. And I've got Imogen Martin from Chester House alongside me. Imogen, <laughs> this is almost a farm building, but it's not normally that, is it? No, so this is this is a shell of a building. Um, we use it for a range of different type of events. Right now we've got the lambs and the goats in here, um, but we've also had Father Christmas in here one time. We've had a market and we also use it for Halloween too. All right, great use of the site. Why are you doing a lambing feature here at a historic site that usually talks about 10,000 years of the Romans? Well, we're an events venue. We try and have events here at Chester House so that people can not only connect to their 
heritage and the history of Northamptonshire, but they can also connect in other ways by various events with the lambs. So we've brought the lambs in because it brings people to site um, and they can have a cheap family day out. Where do the lambs come from? All of the animals are from Oak Tree Farm. We have worked with them this year and we have five ewes with all their babies. We have two goats with three kids and we also have 50 cade lambs for the public to bottle feed. Okay, now there's inevitably there's a, an educational side of this and I'll talk to Tash about it in a second or two. Is the idea to educate the general public, by which I mean adults and families as well, or is this simply for schools? This is for everyone, so we get a lot of questions saying, oh, um, it's just two adults, can we come along? We really want to bottle feed the lambs. And that's completely fine the events for everyone adults young children so as well as seeing the lambs people can interact with them as well i mean you can't get much cuter than a newborn lamb i suppose but you encourage people to come and see the lambs and physically get involved with them you can cuddle a lamb you can't cuddle the lambs just for health and safety risks but you're welcome to stroke them after you've bottle fed them okay how long are you doing this for it's on all of April until the 1st of May. And I know that this morning, because I've seen them, you've just had uh, a, a few buses worth of, of youngsters who've come through here. What do they make of something like this? They absolutely loved it. Um, they love seeing all the ewes with their uh, babies and they love seeing the kids with their goat parents. <laughs> and they also loved the bottle feeding experience as well. And this is just part of the educational offer that is part of the Chester House estate. Imogen, thank you. Standing alongside Imogen is Tash, Natasha from Chester House. Tash, this is a, a fascinating use of the building, but education is something very, very much part of the Chester House offer. What is the educational side of what you're trying to do here with the lambing sessions? Well, we're really trying to feed into the heritage of the site. Chester House was originally a farm, and this gives us the opportunity to teach children a bit more about what life was like on a farm and the Field to Fork story, getting to understand really where their food comes from. We have over 400 children booked on to our learning lambing experience, and today we had 90 in one single day. That's 90 children learning all about why we feed lambs, where their food comes from, and all about the history of farming. That must be a very important partnership in that case that you have with local educational places, schools, you've got a connection with the University of, of Leicester. That positions Chester House Estate in a certain way. Yes, we have um, regular teacher meetings where we ask teachers what do they want in terms of whether it's educational resources that we can pull for before they visit, whether there's actual workshops they want us to put on and we use our our position as being in the community already to really link the academic information being generated by our partners such as the University of Leicester with the students in the local community really getting them to engage with their local heritage as well as their national heritage. If people go to the farmhouse they'll find the cafe they'll find lamb on the menu if people don't see lambs walking around they don't understand what lamb as a Sunday roast actually is where it comes from. 
That's true. Lots of children associate wool with lamb, but they don't have an understanding of the fact that actually most sheep are bred uh, for meat at the moment. Um, and we factor that into our entire uh, history programme. So during our history walk, uh, we asked them where did the Iron Age people get their food from. Lots of children think of their food really only from a supermarket. So this gives them the opportunity to actually to understand a whole life cycle. So it links into the science curriculum as well. Have you had any tears when the penny drops and youngsters of that age realise, actually, that's where you f- the food that you eat did come from? We have had a couple of wobbles, but we focus on the fact that when they come here, they can see that we're giving them an, a really nice life. It does open up the question of, should we be doing this? Um, but most children are quite happy with the concept of chicken is chicken. Um, they don't normally associate lamb with lamb so it's getting them to understand that actually it's okay as long as we're treating our animals properly and with the respect that they deserve. And that is very much evident here inside this building. You've set up what is effectively a a very large set of pens with the lambs. The lambs look completely happy, the ewes, they look happy as well. That animal husbandry thing, that's also a social message to go back to the classroom. It is. So when they come in, we don't. it's not a free-for-all if you bring a class in here. It's very much in small groups. We do one pen at a time. We have set rules about, you know, make, letting the lambs come to you. You don't go to them. Don't go into the pens. Highlighting that really these are wild animals. It's not like you're going in and seeing a dog. Getting to understand the respect that we need to give our animals and also um, how important it is for us to care for them properly. You mentioned that Chester House was once a farm. There is still a farmhouse and the farm has come to Chester House right now. Are there plans to introduce other areas of farming into the visits that people can make here? I mean, was this once a sheep farm? It was. um, We're more into our agricultural side. So if any of your listeners like their Weetabix, they may know that at one point we supplied Whitworth uh, with uh, wheat. So... In the past, if you get Weetabix, you may have had Chester House Weetabix, in effect. Um, But long term, we are looking at uh, doing things like restoring our Victorian greenhouse so that we can have um, historical planting, so people can actually understand the process of what plants were grown here. The discussions are still going on as to what exactly we grow. Do we grow the crops that they had here in the Roman period? Because we have evidence of crops from that time. Um, or whether we look at more recent, so Victorian planting. There is a line that Chester House Estate uses. It's history in the making. Yes. That's exactly what you're doing here because you've got examples of old dry stone walling here inside the building. You've got modern day farming with modern day standards. It's all connected. It is. I mean, we teach children that every day we are producing artefacts, that the artefacts we tend to find are the bits and pieces that Romans left behind. And one of the challenges we give them is to think, actually, what artefacts are they producing today that in a thousand years' time, people who are investigating what life was like today will be really fascinated by... We do throw back to the dreaded COVID because there are museums currently who have masks and lateral flow tests behind glass because they are now artefacts and really linking it to actually their footprint and the decisions they make today will massively impact what people think of us in the future. Tash, good to talk to you. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Well, standing alongside the lambs and indeed with a couple of bottles in their hands, Mike and Michelle Walker, who've been to Chester House uh, to come and see the lambing session going on. Mike, what do you think of it? It's absolutely marvellous, you know, to get this close to them. 
and to be able to feed them and watch them you know it's marvelous it's like the whole area is is lovely isn't it we come here regularly because it's such a great facility Michelle, I understand this isn't the first time you've been to come and see the lambs. You did this last year as well. Yes, we did. Uh, what an experience. In all my life, I've never fed another animal apart from an odd dog or cat. And um, they are wonderful little creatures. Now, that's an interesting thing because earlier on today, there was um, upwards of 90 young school children here learning about lambs, learning about the food that we eat and the farm-to-fork concept. You're just saying you've never fed an animal except a a domestic pet. That educational side of things is really important. You've been learning today then. Absolutely, yes. And it's a a wonderful way to learn. And we've got lots of time to do it because we're both retired. And uh, I can't think of a nicer way of spending a day than coming to Chester Farm and just wandering around the buildings, feeding the lambs, looking at the escaping goats (laughs) and eating in the restaurant. Mike, you said that you like to come to to Chester House. It's now in its second year of operation so it's gone through the honeymoon period if you like what do you feel about coming here what is it that you like that brings you back more than once um everything particularly the restaurant you know and the staff at the restaurant they are so helpful welcoming every time we come here you get that very personal touch which you don't necessarily get perhaps in a town or city we like the museum i think the museum is so well set out telling the history of this place i mean we live 10 minutes away and we never realized how historically important this area is going back 10,000 years and we look forward to seeing it develop you know it's marvelous to see it doing that so yeah uh, it's everything really isn't it you know the bookshop as well i mean if you want to know about local history go to the bookshop here because they've got books on all the little villages the hamlets the towns and so on i've never seen such a collection like it so although it's a a heritage center it's an active place you you, you make the point about it being active yes that's it definitely seeing the excavations and i see there's two things we're looking forward to and that is the special event on the 24th of april which is the northamptonshire film archive people are coming here to give a presentation and also um generally the where all the relics are that they've found you know i believe now this is the center of northamptonshire archaeology which is exciting because so many things are being discovered about our ancestors you sir are exceedingly well informed about what the chess house estate is about which means that you've engaged with it as a local person you've engaged with it yes if it isn't a silly question how far do you feel that chester house is your chester house I feel it's 100% our Chester house. Um, We come here so often, we feel as if we own a small corner of it. Um, We love, as my husband just said, all of the things that we love here. Um, But it's the feeling as you start walking up the road and you see the different signposts telling you going back 10,000 years. And that is absolutely amazing. And you feel almost Roman when you get here. You may be regular visitors and you may have never fed anything other than a domestic animal before, but you look very at home with those feeding bottles. Absolutely. So I'll let you continue your journey. Thank you very much indeed for talking to me. You're very welcome. Thank you. you. Mike, Michelle, thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. So life on the farm at the Chester House estate. Jack Pishorn is with me. You'll recall Jack was general manager here uh, all the way through the build-up of the Chester House estate. You're still very much involved with Chester House here. 
Jack, this is an interesting use of the building. Was it was it always intended that it would be multifunctional like this? No, absolutely not. So when I first started my role here in 2020, this was due to be a large office block um, that was half completed. Um, and as the project went on, and obviously prices of you know everything from from brick to uh, uh, pipes went up in price we had to pull this from the scope of the project and we left it as a big empty shell but what we didn't realize at the time was actually how valuable a large empty shell space would be for us and this is actually you know, speaking to the board they always laugh at me because this building is actually the building that's made the most money um, for for Chester House being that empty space and we've done everything from as you can see today having hundreds of lambs in here to markets to Halloween scare fests to father Christmas experiences it's been such a valuable and, and easily movable space for us so yeah it's great it's a very engaging space it's also a space where you have to take care not only of the public but right now the animals as well that that consideration towards health and safety particularly as you've got young school children coming in here as we've been hearing today that's really important it's it's so important when you're working with livestock and working with the public that you put all your health and safety procedures in place and you'll see as we walked in here you walked through the foot dip your shoes and feet are now um, clean for for both the animals and yourselves the hand washing message is, is so clean, we've clear, we've got um, staff here wiping down all the rails. There's lots of signage around in terms of ensuring that people are well educated in terms of you know what they need to do in here, making sure faces don't go into the lambs, making sure pregnant people stay away from the barn as well. And we've gone through extensive training from all of our staff to our volunteers, ensuring that we can keep ourselves safe, the animals safe, but most importantly the public safe when they're coming here. I remember walking across the mat as we walked in and immediately it, it brought back memories of foot and mouth which was an absolute disaster in the UK we cannot afford for that to happen again and clearly you're taking the steps you talked about the hand washing you've got a hand washing facility right here in the pen itself you're encouraging people there's massive signage up not only talking about what sheep are and where the food on your plate comes from and we'll talk about that in a second or two but also the process of right you've been with animals you've also got to think about your cleanliness not only for your well-being but for theirs as well completely so you know we, we have to put the, the welfare of the animals at the forefront of everything we're doing um, and that's why we've got a very well-trained team within the animal barn but all those processes and procedures are, are well in place our team are well versed and they're delivering it day in day out and I think the biggest thing for us obviously this is day four of our lambing is that by day 50 we're still very much doing exactly what we're doing now and we do work with other farm parks and heritage attractions that do very similar activities to us and we share ideas and resource and share training as well so we can ensure that we protect each other as well. We've already heard from Faye, one of the head chefs here, about lamb being on the menu at the cafe. We've spoken to Imogen and to Tash about the education as to where our food comes from. People can see it in front of them. That process of education is a very active thing here at the Chester House estate. Farmers will farm lamb as a business. These are the business of a farmer. How important is this kind of activity to the business of Chester House? 
It's key. So we, we find ourselves in the Easter holidays now and over 60% of our income will come through over the next eight weeks, which is pretty terrifying when you look at it like that. But it's, it's so important for us that this event goes well and it's well attended. And also it's the opportunity where we do have tens of thousands of people coming through the door and it's our chance to sell the site for the next 12 months in terms of all the other events and activities we're going on, sell the B&B, all our wedding venues. So, so yeah, it's it's so important. And you know, you met Faye earlier in the cafe. You know, our, our catering income is is key for site here. Being a free to enter attraction, it's so important when people do come here. They don't just bring their picnic. They do go into the cafe and buy a cup of tea and a sandwich because that's what enables us to keep going. It enables us to pay the bills, pay our staff, and enabling us to keep delivering great events like this. It is an important part of country life. It's also important to re-emphasise that point that Michael and Michelle were making, that this is an active space. It is a heritage tourism attraction for Northamptonshire, but it is an active one as well. There's always something going on. And that was the big thing that we set out three years ago in the business plan, that we always wanted there to be a reason to come to Chester House. Obviously, we've got the great day-to-day offering of there being a cafe and a play area and the free 20 museum, but we wanted there to be something always going on here, whether it's a small craft activity or whether it's 100 lambs being bottle-fed by the public in the barn. That We want there to be a 12-month offering here to ensure that we can be sustainable, to ensure we're not a burden on the UK, Northamptonshire taxpayer even. And so far, we've, we've very much done that. It's been great to see the active side of farming in Northamptonshire in the 21st century being hosted by the Chester House Estate. Jack, good to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, John. Our time for this month is at an end. My thanks to my guests, Faye French, Imogen Martin, Natasha Bolton and Jack Pishon from the Chester House Estate team. And Mike and Michelle Walker, who were kind enough to speak to me as they visited Chester House to see and feed the lambs. You can do the same thing too until the 1st of May. And if you go onto the events page of the chesterhouseestate.org website, you'll find out all about the estate's spring passport and how to get hold of one. There's something there for fans of chocolate too. Well, it does go rather well with Easter, doesn't it? Thank you for joining us this month. We'll be back again next month. And if you've not already listened to them, there's a whole library of monthly podcasts there for you to enjoy. Just look for Chester House Chapters on the estate's website or from your podcast provider. Until next time, take care. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her too. <laughs>